0: Welcome back. I am here again with Sue Perez. You know Sue Perez, award-winning makeup artist. And she's here again today really to kind of go a little deeper into pro-aging. And why are we using this term pro-aging? You know, we're going to talk a little bit about the books, some illustrations. We're going to talk about really everything. So Sue, welcome again today. Thank you so much for asking me back. So happy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the last episode was invigorating. We spoke about a, a lot in reference to beauty and so forth. Now this time, let's, let's touch a little bit more on the book itself. I see here that um, you do have one difference is you, the illustrations in the book that tend to make me feel a little warm and inviting when I look at it. But I want to ask you. What are some of the differences between this book and other makeup artist books? What are you giving
1: us? Thank you for saying that. I'm glad you like the illustrations. I obviously, as a beauty expert entrepreneur, um, there's lots of beauty books out there, beautiful makeup books. I own quite a few of them myself. And when I thought about writing the book, I didn't want to be like other makeup, beauty books. And so I, cho- I chose not to use models. I chose not to photograph, and I could have done that. I could have hired models. I could have you know, gotten people to sit for me that I know I've worked in as a model myself. I mean, it wouldn't have been a problem, but mm-hmm. I, I really didn't want women to look at more pictures of really beautiful women because I think what happens when a woman sees these images is they compare themselves. And they they instantly think, well, she has high cheekbones, I don't. She has a beautiful shaped eye, my eyes are deep set. She's thin and skinny and I'm overweight. You know, there's this constant comparison. And if I would have gone the route of models, I would have done that as a beauty expert. So I decided to hire an illustrator who designed and illustrated images that I had asked her to so that I wanted women just to see images that would invoke the feelings and the emotions around the content yes. versus looking yes. at images and compare themselves.
0: Can I, can I tell you we're on the same page? There's a constant comparison with everyone else's image that many of my patients come in with. And sometimes they lose sight that their beauty is different than someone else's beauty. It doesn't mean someone else is more beautiful. There are different types of beauty. And everyone have that characteristic, unique beauty about themselves that I love to open up and express. As a makeup artist, you are seeing the same thing. What are you telling them after you're finished with your makeup? What are you telling them to restore their power? How, How are you empowering someone to understand that, you know, I'm going to stop comparing others. This is me. This is what I need. This is what I love.
1: Well, that's such a great question because I, for years, uh, early on in my career, I worked at the cosmetic counter. And I painted over, you know, 5,000, 10,000 faces. You know, if I look back on all the years, I did it. And I worked with regular, average women. Not everybody in my career has been a celebrity. And, you know, these women that come in that don't know how to use makeup learn how to use the makeup with me. But a lot of that comes from confidence, you know, trying to help them, educate them to not only apply the makeup but also understand that, they are beautiful. Like each individual woman has beauty, and their own potential to elevate that is is unique and is possible. Um, and so that's the process. And I would—it is kind of like a coaching session when I would do that. I remember very, very specific conversations like that with many women that just looked at themselves and just like, "Oh, I but I hate this, or I don't like this, or I have a lot of freckles on my face." And Or I I don't have eyelids, you know what I mean, I have deep-set eyes, I don't have eyelids. Or, you know, women of different nationalities or different skin tones. And I think that we've seen, thankfully, in the last, you know, decade and more, how products have evolved to embrace and include all nationalities, all skin tones and types, so that women are seen and heard and felt. You know, we need to have that in the beauty industry. So um, I think it is about self-empowerment. Beauty is the first step that you take when you sit in front of the mirror at the vanity. And I have a chapter in my book that talks about sitting at the vanity, because that's the altar of beauty. That's where you start your day. I mean, that's how I start my day. I I sit at the vanity, you know, in the morning and at night. You know, it's the process of not just looking great, but making myself feel good. You know, it's who I see in that mirror, what I tell that person. Mm -hmm. Mm And um, it's important to have that self-confidence and be motivated in that
0: way. How do you introduce them to... Doing their own makeup. I see you have some tutorials and so forth. How 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 do you invite them to get some of the skills necessary to do their own makeup?
1: In the book, I decided to incorporate video uh, because women are reading their books on Kindle or on their on their you know iPad and such. So there's a URL in the book Mm -hmm. that when you access the URL will take you to my website and you will see a video of me doing the makeup. And I selected the most requested makeup from people. So one is like makeup for a party, which includes like a black tie affair, red carpet or wedding, makeup for work. Women were like, I just wanna look good for work. Um, It's also makeup that you can do in a short amount of time. So I want you to be able to do makeup within 15 minutes because Mm -hmm. let's face it, if you're busy and you're, you're doing anything in life today, you don't have a lot of time. Um, makeup for for grown-ups, which are anybody over a certain age who has Mm -hmm. certain concerns. So in the book, there are these video links that you can then enjoy, these like maybe 15, 20-minute live tutorials where I'm doing the makeup on a model. And I also worked with different ethnicities, different age groups. I wanted everyone to feel represented.
0: On that note, you've instructed the individual on how the makeup should be done. Now, they have poor skin or they have recent outbreaks of acne, or they have blemishes or melasma, how, how are you instructing them on skin care because you're also a New York State licensed esthetician?
1: Thank you for asking me that because I believe that skin care is the basis of great beauty. Uh, you could have all the makeup products in the world and the arsenal that blows away You know what I have even, and I have so much makeup and I work television and film, but if your skin is not the best it should be, then you, makeup can only do so much. So, in the book, I do have a chapter about skincare and just breaking it down for you to understand what needs to be done every day and once a week versus every day. Because I think when I was working in clinic as an esthetician, a lot of what I saw were women overusing products, burning their skin, um, overexfoliating, using tools. There's so many things you can buy now that, quite frankly, it's it's. I don't think it's really safe for women to use because women will think, like it's like back in the day with like Retin-A, yes. now we've got retinoic acids, mm-hmm. but when women were using Retin-A, they were overusing Retin-A to treat wrinkles and they changed their skin texture, right? They started getting these grapefruit-like pores because they were overusing the product. Women thought that when they use an, an alpha hydroxy, well, how strong is it? How mm-hmm. much of the percentage mm-hmm. is in there? Mm-hmm. So you get to a place where you have to educate them and say, it's not how much or the percentage, it's what's the pH level that's not going to burn you, but also what will get results. And we need to see consistency with everything when it comes to skincare. Yeah. Yeah. So I talk about that in the book.
0: I'm telling you, I I have a a war against retinol. I do not love uh, retinol on the skin. I do not love retinol in patient's hands at home. Uh, Retinol Thins the skin it takes off multiple layers depending on how strong it is but also depending on how long it's left on and then also depends on do you go into to the sun after that uh, how much sunblock did you put on was it enough sunblock so many times people love the retin products because the skin looks a little more rosy and red but that's just swelling even that's the, even injury. the burning
1: even the, i remember using them when i was in my 30s i i, I used quite a few of those products. I remember the burning sensation thinking, oh, it's working, it's working. Yeah. But for yeah. someone else, they might freak out and go, my skin is burning, it's on fire. Like, what's yeah. wrong with this, right? Yeah. So again, yeah. it's it's all in the perception of our mind when we use yeah. products. Yeah. Um, thankfully, within the past 20 years, we've come so far in ingredients. Right. Even the claims are not made anymore that you know, they used right. to be able to and make. And I
0: love that. Yes, uh, anytime you're applying anything to the skin, if there's burning persistent redness or itchiness, your skin is rejecting one of the products in that product. It's not working. It's damaging your skin. So on that note, yes, let's get a little a, a deeper dive into a little bit of the personal stuff here. I see, I love your lips. They Thank look you. great. They're amazing. Very, very nice. Have you, can I ask this question about medical aesthetic and and what you've done or haven't done or... you on the internet
1: for the yeah. to see. Yes. Um, I have had my lips done.
0: Okay. Good. Good. Have you done anything else? No. Why?
1: That's, that's a good question. I mean, people will ask me. I ran into somebody I hadn't seen in like 30 years. And yes. first she's like, Sue, oh my God. Like, you know, after we get past that, she's like, have you had Botox? Like that was the right. first thing she wanted to know. Right. And I said, no, I haven't. And I was happy to say that, you know, like... I feel like, um, like if I get Botox, it's like I can't say that anymore. Like I won't yes. be able to say I've never I had Botox. I know that. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I. Yes. I pride myself on having good skin, and it's not just genetics yes. because I, I, I am a brown person, mm-hmm. even though I'm very pale right now. Mm-hmm. But um, my my mother was an olive skin tone. My grandmother before her was darker. Um, I'm, you know, uh, I, I just I never got that warm, beautiful melanin-rich skin that my family members got. But I do feel like I just I'm so self-conscious of sun damage. I've been really good about mm-hmm. taking care of my skin over the mm-hmm. years, and being mm-hmm. an esthetician, I have access to mm-hmm. better, grade, better grade, you know, mm-hmm. spa and mm-hmm. products. But to say that I got Botox, I feel like I'm going to be crossing a line like I can never yes. return from.
0: That you can't return from. Yeah. Um, circling back to that because this is my era of expertise. Um, You look like you've had Botox because you look very smooth and your skin is glowing and it looks really, really good. Thank you. As a professional, I would say, yes, I would touch baby Botox on you. Why? Prevention. Not for treatment. Because I would love to see 10, 15, and 20 years from now that you still look the same. Right. And the only time that happens is if you stop the muscle from creasing the skin. Right. Now, on that, It doesn't mean that you have... This is a mini consultation now. (laughs) On that, it doesn't mean that you have to do full-blown Botox. There's so many levels of treatment you can do. You can have Botox where it's frozen. I know you don't like that. You can have it done where you still have maximum movement, but you don't have the lines. So there are different ways you can do it. But I would say initially start to institute a little bit of Botox, I I like to say baby Botox.
1: Baby, I like that,
0: baby Botox. Baby Botox to soften or relax some of the muscles that lend to the aging process. Now, we're all lucky. I'm older, but I look younger. You're very much younger. But we know what happens. Life goes in one direction only. And it's fine, my friends, uh, you know, anyone around me, if they want to look older and grow old gracefully, that's fine. I don't want to. I want to age in a way that I still look my very best each second. Why? It pleases me when my hair is a certain way it pleases me when I dress a certain well, way Well you're it pleases also in the me. industry right so there's I'm a certain standard
1: right like you like for me as a makeup professional beauty expert you know I walk in the room and I could be on set at 5, 5 a.m., but my hair and makeup is done. Like it's I perfect. could never show yes. up. Like yes. I've seen many makeup artists in my business just look like they rolled out of bed. Like right. I, I kind of have to like, represent right. my, my brand, in a right. sense. Right. So even with what I do with like, public speaking or if I'm doing an education or I'm working online or I'm teaching or coaching, my image is very important to me. Right. So there's an investment that I make in
0: myself. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. When you hear Dress for Success... It doesn't only stop at clothing; mm-hmm. it's also talking about your hair. Yeah. It's talking about the presentation. So it's many. There are many beautiful women, and unfortunately, women associate beauty with lines.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Vice, uh, inversely. Well,
1: aging. I think it's more. I think the it's analogous, right? The term aging and beauty. It's, it's kind lines.
0: Of yes. <laughs> yes.
1: And and lines, and, and like, to be blunt. Yeah.
0: The associate lines and aging. And it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. fear. Why? Because then then if if you're having treatments done and you look a certain way, you look wonderful, something inside of you is saying, well, I look wonderful because of Botox. And that's not the case. You don't say, well, geez, I look wonderful because I just got highlights. But inside, I'm not really wonderful. You don't say that. But why do we say it with Botox? Yeah. Because you know, it's, it's, it's like a denial. I think. I think as women, it goes
1: back to. I think as women, so many of us who, um, just our own self worth and, mm-hmm. and judgment. And I think that's just genetic, right? We, if we study biology. We understand women are competitive by mm-hmm. based on that. That mm-hmm. you know we takes nine months to have a baby, right? Mm So, you know, eggs are precious. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's a competitiveness, I think as women, just from that standpoint. And so when they look in the mirror, it's no different, right? They want Mm -hmm. to, they're comparing themselves, but they're also hard on themselves. They're the first ones to criticize themselves. And, um, when you look in the mirror, it's like, you should just love who you are and say, okay, like, I think when I see, I had an accident where I had like a little scar in my, in my eyebrow. And then I, I could have done stuff about it. But when I see a little scar, it's like, well, I'm not perfect. I embrace that. You know, I don't have to have a perfect face. It's okay to have a little blemish or right. an acne or a little, even if, I, well, now if I get a breakout, I feel like I'm 20 again, yes. right? like, oh, <laughs> the good. hormones are She's raging. I got again. a little She's blemish. Yes, yeah, I get yes, excited.
0: Yes. Now, Tammy, a client in your chair and almost to tears, you're doing her makeup for her. Um, and this is a weekly client. She gets it done once a week or once every couple of weeks, and she's I don't. And she says I don't think my husband or boyfriend is looking at me the same way anymore. Um, do I need a little more? Do I need to do something different? What is your message to this individual that's associating her self worth with the work she's been done?
1: I always try to encourage people not to be hard on themselves. I always try to, I mean, look, we're, like I just finished saying, we're the most self-critical. I remember when I was modeling, I mean, that was something I had wanted to do since I was in high school, and I finally got an opportunity to be a a, a model, and I had an agent, and I went to the agent, you know, the casting calls, and I had a portfolio, and I remember I'm standing on Fifth Avenue, and I talk about that in the book, there's a chapter on that, and, um, this girl I hadn't seen in a while saw me and she stopped me and was so excited. And I, she, I said, I'm modeling now. And I was so embarrassed by it. You know, I took my book out and she, of course, she's like, oh, my God, Sue. Oh, my God. And flipping through and I just felt like cringing because I just it was embarrassing to me. Mm-hmm. It was embarrassing in the sense that I part of it was like I didn't feel better than anybody just because I was doing it. You know, you mm-hmm. walk into a casting call and there's so many hundreds of beautiful women it's like yes you know instantly you're like uh, this is competitive yes. right we're yes. all looking for the same job here yes. but she said to me something that was really interesting she said and I shared with her how I felt I said you know I appreciate all of your compliments but I don't know why it's like I just have such a hard time accepting this and she said Sue you know the hardest person to win over is ourselves and I think that that stayed with me because it's true it's totally mm-hmm. true even now like I think I'm less critical of myself, but I still expect a lot out of myself. I I still feel like there's a certain benchmark or, Mm -hmm. you know, I set... A list for myself things to accomplish. I have a business. I have a marriage. I have, mm-hmm. you know, goals. And I still look at those things and I think, am I reaching them? Am I accomplishing them? I'm still my own worst critic, right? So that doesn't change, but I'm nicer to myself now. Like I'll spend the money on spa treatments. I'll go on vacation. Mm-hmm. I buy mm-hmm. the things I like for myself. Mm-hmm. I indulge in myself. I treat myself. But,
0: but this is also because you like what you see When you look in the mirror.
1: yeah, I've I've learned to accept that. My mother always said that to me, Suzanne, you have have to love yourself. It's hard when you're growing up, and you don't feel confident, and you're still discovering that.
0: And this is why one of my points is that Botox and fillers, aesthetic treatments, medical aesthetic treatments, have a far-reaching benefit than just looking good. It's a psychological boost for you. And you tend to, or me, for example, I've been doing Botox for about 15 years, more than 15 years on myself. Wow. Four Haeckelbeller, Crow's Feet, The Standard. Wow. I've I've done it all. I've done fillers, I've done everything. You can't tell I have it because I do it very natural. Yes, yes, yes. So, Sue, you read my mind, and I want to tack back on this with that natural scenario. Now, I, I have to say, most, if not Everything we're surrounded by is not natural. There's nothing we eat that's natural. There's nothing we drink that's natural. Not even the water in your tap or in that bottle is natural. Everything has to go through some form of processing. So nothing is natural. So when someone says, I want to age naturally, that doesn't really have a meaning. It may have a concept, but it doesn't have a meaning because to age naturally is to just let everything go that's natural no highlights nothing on the skin nothing on your features don't pluck the eyebrows don't do anything at all and that's natural so we don't want that we want a variation of that that looks graceful on that note what keeps your clients looking beautiful the ones that you see on a regular basis, and you're like, wow, she's still looking good, and, and the makeup, and, she's, and others that may, geez, she needs a lot of work. What is that between the two of them that you can decipher? That's a really great question, because I don't know if you're
1: gonna like my answer, <laughs> but I think that the ones that stay looking beautiful, it has nothing to do with the product or an ingredient. It has to do with their hearts. It has to do with their own ability to smile and break through and find appreciation and gratitude and everything yeah it's I I honestly because I've seen women who are very young chronologically Mm -hmm. and not Mm -hmm. very happy
0: that's right and And then you see the gamut
1: you see the women that are you know they've had some maybe the hard knocks of life and Mm -hmm. somehow Mm -hmm. have come through on the other side winning with victory and are just radiant so I I honestly, I can't say it's a product. I can't say it's an, you know, in a bottle. It's something that we have to discover for ourselves. Absolutely. But along the way, yes. a little bit of help from a product yeah. or an yeah. injection Absolutely. or, you know, doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this is
0: my point. My products do not make people beautiful. People make themselves beautiful. It's that confidence inside. My products are just a tool. Right,
1: but it definitely impacts because I know that when I do Pilates and I walk out of the class after, like, I feel taller. You know, I have more energy. I have more um, stamina. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. better um, just in my free, in my range of motion and my daily activities. Like we know, exercise has those benefits. It's not just about fitting a certain size. Mm-hmm. It's not that's not the goal. It's mm-hmm. about overall health, health and wellness, and that's part of the pro aging. I think you know mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: the whole persona of it, it yes, embodies yes. this holistic approach to beauty that to beauty. I really do encourage women to. And you know, in, you know find for themselves and discover. and there's, It's more prevalent now than it was even 10 years ago. But um, it's definitely with,
0: within our reach. What are two things? What are the products that you feel that you would like to see more of on the market? And what are the products you would like to see less of on the market in terms of makeup?
1: I think it's not really a product per se as much as it is a woman's um, or a man's commitment to themselves, to sitting down and doing it, to doing the actual massage technique. Like I have a chapter in the book, um, it's called skin, skin Rituals, and it's d- definitely what I believe helps to improve muscle uh, in the skin and circul- you know, how our skin can look more radiant and boost all of that like circulation in the skin. It's taking the time. It's mm-hmm. really making the time for yourself mm-hmm. and making yourself a priority. I think that's the one thing I would like to see happen for everyone. Um, maybe it's <laughs> far, far, far-fetched, but I think if we don't make that time for ourselves, then we can't be as capable as we need to be in our regular lives and I our see. daily lives for other people and be there for those the people see. we love around them.
0: Sue, yes. it was wonderful having you again. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's been a great conversation. Yeah, it's so, so insightful. From one expert to the next, Yes. you know, my tools go deeper into the skin, the fat, the muscle, and your beauty tools go on the surface, and it complements each other. Absolutely. And I I think every makeup artist and esthetician should understand and know about Botox and fillers and so forth. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Hopefully, um, as as, uh, individuals, get your book. And you definitely just get the book. Take a little read on the book. And I guarantee you, you're going to find helpful tips and tricks and things you need to do, or you should incorporate into your life. Uh, Take a second to watch my other podcast. You're going to get so much helpful information on what is necessary to maintain the best of you. Not just for Botox and fillers. But you're going to see what helps you bring that confidence back. So, Because we're giving you back the control you need. We all need it. So you're going to get back that control to maintain that confidence level, which in turn will help everyone around you. Absolutely. Thank you, Watson, again for watching the podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe. It's very important for us to understand what you want. And I'm happy to give that to you. Subscribe. Reach out to us. Ask any questions or leave any comments. And thank you once again. Super Res, award-winning makeup artist, Esthetician, and Arthur. Thank you so much. And I will make that appointment for the baby Botox. <laughs> yes. I promise. Yes. <laughs>